following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show. Welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders radio on this Saturday, May Day. And we have been spending an hour with Faith Marshall. And Faith, you have given us a lot of insight about meeting people where they are with dementia. And certainly as we're starting to come out of being all locked down and in our cocoons and you know starting to experience the world again um we have so many of our listeners have loved ones um who have different degrees of dementia and you know i'm just curious i know you wrote a book and we just mentioned it at the beginning but to close out the show i'd love to learn a little bit about your journey with your mom thank you suzanne my mom well anyone's mom is a special person to their heart but my mom would never stop. She just always was going, going, going. She worked retail at Lamont's and then she retired and she got bored. So she went to work at Nordstrom's. And what was funny for me was as her journey through dementia progressed, mm -hmm. she went back to those favorite times in her mind and in her heart where she was constantly socializing with people. Wow. And so when she was in the memory care facility, she was never in her room. You couldn't get her to stay in her room. She was always out roaming the halls mm -hmm. and visiting. And in her mind, she was going to work. Mm -hmm. So she never sat still. She had purpose. She had purpose. And she danced and she loved music. And so what I learned was to, to share her past and learn from her past. And I took her to a doctor's appointment once and it was just hilarious. She just is in the waiting room with all these people. She meets somebody from West Seattle High School and they both start singing their high school alma mater. And I'm looking at her like, mom, you're supposed to have dementia. How do you remember your high school alma mater when I can't even remember mine from Nathan Hale? And <laughs> it's just all those things combined in my heart, I thought I, ha I need to share these. Yeah, I need to share the funny stories and help other people through their journey of meeting mom where she was. Right. Whether she was back in high school and needed my help filling out a job application, it it was there was always something. It was always a new day, and I was blessed that she still managed to keep her sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I brought that into the book. You, it, my book will make you cry. It'll make you laugh. And it will help you feel your way through your journey mm -hmm. with a different with a different mindset. Well, and you know what you're saying is so true. Because I think a lot of times, especially when a loved one is, is diagnosed with um, Alzheimer's or dementia, um, it's an overwhelming feeling. Um on the shoulders of all the family members yeah and and it's probably harder on family members than it is on the actual patient themselves because certainly they're not even aware that they're losing it right nope. <laughs> and and <laughs> they have their own little world and they you know they certainly will will uh, you know live out whatever time they have left in their own reality and a lot of it has not is not consumed with grief or or, you know, it's just their perspective, but there's amazing insights. Yeah. And certainly to have those memory times like what you write about, I think is really important for families to come together and 
and experience those memories and talk about the good things. And also to laugh together because I know that so often um, we can be so weighted down by Alzheimer's and dementia and feeling like, you know, how are we going to move forward, you know, together? And I think one of the things that Faith, your story, just like so many is we all have our own stories of our loved ones. And certainly my mom, she, you know, she had her sense of purpose was she was always a caregiver. She likes to take care of people. And when I had her in assisted living, she was the low man on the totem pole as far as her abilities. The minute she moved into more of a skilled, you know, 24 hour care type environment, she felt like she could have purpose again because mm-hmm. there were people that were less, had less capability than what she did. Right. And I think, you know, one of the things that you're talking about your mom and I'm talking about my mom, it's that sense of purpose. Yes. It's giving them an opportunity to say, what is it that you want to do? And I know that um, Kelly Smith from Care Partners has talked a lot about this of, you know, in their concept, they do, um, you know, help with the dishes. Yeah. Help fold the laundry. Oh, they love folding laundry. Yeah. This is powerful because, again, you know, we forget about those things, that those things are really why we live is for a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've obviously spoken for for memory care centers and things like that. What are you finding are the most common questions that families have? I think what the families are asking is how they can navigate what to expect next. What does this roadmap look like? Mm-hmm. What does this journey look like? And how long do I have? And and 10 years is a long time, and that's how long my mom's journey is. And unfortunately, that's pretty common. Mm-hmm. And uh, not know you're making adjustments in your own life to accommodate this, but what are you accommodating? It's like going on a road trip without a map, really. Right. And not knowing where you're going to wind up and when you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. So... Just helping, like I said before in in a previous episode, was just what's now, what's next. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's all we can handle is what's now, what's next. Maybe look at the long-term financial so that you have some sense of peace of mind and confidence in how this is going to be paid for. That's a very common fear. And just, I think what I missed most that I'm trying to help families get is that sense of community because Dementia was something that no one was comfortable talking about. I didn't want to go to work and and feel like, you know, Debbie Downer telling everybody what was going on. So I love the fact of having groups come together, mm-hmm. like the Alzheimer's cafes that kind of had to be paused. So doing that in a group Zoom, uh, I'd love to have everyone who would like to join us on the week of May 1st in some group sessions, just to, you know, meet your neighbors. Mm -hmm. We can talk about what's been going on, talk about how to get through it and, and just have that sense of community. I do that the first week of every month. And then some people choose to work with me and some people just want to come back for the next, Mm -hmm. the next month and, and touch base with, with people that are really doing what they're doing and dealing with the emotions that they're dealing with. When is the right time to start seeking out resources? Um, a lot of times it may be, um, you know, some early, early stages. Sometimes me is, I mean, I know I don't even have it, but there's times it's like, oh my God, I've completely spaced this 
situation. What's happening? I'm too busy or anything yeah. like that. We we always kid around and call it part timers, you know. Yeah. And, uh, th- I guess my question is, when is the time right to start making those plans? Well, first of all, I believe early diagnosis is very important. Mm-hmm. And too many times, family members, coworkers, even will dismiss something that they see as a reoccurring pattern. Right. I have a friend that I just had to reach out to his nephew to say, I think it's time for us to have a conversation. I've been noticing these re- reoccurring emails that I'm getting that are asking the same question mm-hmm. all within one week. And it's really hard. And, and just speaking up, talking to the GP if you can, get him into to just have an early assessment. We had mom's early assessment before she was actually diagnosed and then that was used as a baseline. Mm-hmm. So it's uncomfortable. It, but I can tell you that it's even more uncomfortable if they've, if they've hurt themselves because they've, they're wandering or they're confused mm-hmm. and they go take, a, take the dog for a walk and can't find their way home. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the point of being a safety and security thing I just don't want you to regret that you thought it but you dismissed it because we go through our own self-denial and fear Mm -hmm. and I had those conversations with mom that it's not 8 30 at night it's 8 30 in the morning you know and then just didn't really (laughs) you know didn't really add everything up so siblings need to communicate with each other and uh, you need you need to address it it's best to address it early mm-hmm. and then figure out what the game plan is from there and it, it could be a couple years before anything gets serious but at least you know sure yeah sure absolutely and in a game plan takes off stress with everybody exactly and the family and certainly doing that and so you have a call coming up this next week. Tell us about the call and how people can get involved. So on my website, Awakenings Hypnosis and Coaching, you'll see a couple different group calls and you can choose whichever time fits you. And just you'll put in your email and you'll get a Zoom link and we'll all hop on the call together and you'll ask questions that I can answer about how coaching can help you. Mm-hmm. We can talk about your family and share with other families some of the funny stories and things that are happening and mm-hmm. just just navigate that and uh, choose a time that works for you mm-hmm. and and meet meet some other people like I said before like that Alzheimer's mm-hmm. cafe where you right. used to be able to go and sit down and even bring your loved one with you so I hope to return to that yeah that, and that community finding, finding a good community through all of this everyone is so important and to reach out to people that can can relate to what you're dealing with and also to have a conversation that's based in respect i think a lot of times families they get in their own way because they don't know how to communicate and they have sometimes issues between them especially if the matriarch or patriarch of the family may be you know at at the center of everything because everybody has a different dynamic with them and certainly we're all trying to do our best and we're all scared and we're all in an emotional state. So having this type of a community that Faith is offering um, and everyone, uh, before we close out, Faith, how do we get in touch with you again? So www.awakeningshypnosisandcoaching.com and there's a scheduling link on that page. Mm-hmm. 
as well as email and phone number. And then if you want to reach out and read my book, it's www.faithmarshall.com. And you can find that link to go to Amazon or you can go to Amazon directly. And my biggest heartfelt message is, and remember, when you feel the beat, dance. I love that. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Suzanne. And to all of you listeners, um, I'm so honored that you've been with us for this hour. And as we enter the month of May, today is May Day. And that's what I said at the beginning of the show. Make sure that you find a senior today. If it's picking up a little bouquet of wildflowers or something, what would it mean to them to just leave a little small bouquet of flowers at their doorstep? I know that everyone here is looking forward to a wonderful springtime. And we're very glad you joined us this hour. Thanks again, everyone. And so until next week, be good to each other. Answers for Elders radio show with Suzanne Newman hopes you found this podcast useful in your journey of navigating senior care. Check out more podcasts like this to help you find qualified senior care experts in areas of financial, legal, health and wellness and living options. Learn about our radio show, receive our monthly newsletter, receive promotional discounts and meet our experts by clicking on the banner to join the Senior Advocate Network at AnswersForElders.com. Now there is one place to find the Answers for Elders. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.